Right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534. Or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. So I'm getting ready to go to Contact in the Desert, and that's happening tomorrow. I'll be there till Monday. And uh, I figured uh, the last show of the week... I would focus on something that really confuses me and maybe I can get enlightened and hopefully we can enlighten you. That's the debt ceiling. And I'm, you know, again, I, uh, whenever I hear it, it's like, it's blah, 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 blah to me. I feel like Charlie Brown listening to his parents and I just hear people fighting and I hear certain things that have to be done, certain things that aren't going to be done. And, you know, I don't know about you, but ever since the economic crash of 2008. I have been uh, struggling to get back to normal because, you know, one of the things that was bad about 2008 was not just the fact that, you know, I had my, I had my show and my business going really well. And then of course, getting cancer, going into the hospital. Uh, first of all, at the end of 2007, coming, going back in in 2008, coming out to the crash the bubble bursting, all that stuff. And and reading about how millions of people across the globe were just completely flummoxed. They were bewildered and shocked by the catastrophe and devastation that was inflicted on their lives. And I was reading some stories that were kind of funny. It was like, you know, some of the people you see in the TV show Succession complaining that they have to cash you know, they have to sell their cars or Bentleys or whatever they're selling. And it's like, okay. But, you know, there was a lot of hopelessness. The unemployed, the, uh, the young people facing bleak, uncertain futures, pensioners struggling to survive on pensions they lost and how they lost their value. And then we have those who were employed. They, they, uh, they, were, they were poor accepting a cut in their working hours, cutting wages, because why? If you didn't do it, you'd lose your job. Then we have the very poor, the sick, the disabled. They're trying to survive the cuts to the welfare safety net they had. People find it difficult to comprehend how a few powerful bankers 
can cause so much damage and misery to the lives of countless millions. And we're kind of going through that now, uh, but it's a lot worse. I'll tell you why it's a lot worse, because we don't have to go through this, but we are. We don't have to be dealing with a government that cares more about their pocketbook than they do you, care about their war effort than they care about food for American people who are starving, caring more about bringing people over the, the border without taking care of their own. And this is, I mean, how can we comprehend? How, how can anyone, I mean, I get so confused about all this. Because, well, and I'm saying to myself, you know, as much as I hate to say this, we're going to have to reacquaint ourselves with some of the conditions and accept it's going to get worse because we know who dealt with this problem back then, right? We know who the president was dealing with the problem. I mean, the problem began long before he sat in the White House, but still, I mean, Barack Obama, and now we know, you know, who his vice president is. He's the president now. So... There can't be, in my opinion, any way to see through this unless we take action for ourselves. And I wish I knew then what I what I know now, and I think I'm applying a lot of what I know now to the problem. And even though it's getting tight, even though it gets un, unbelievably tight, uh, especially when you have, you know, things that are happening that you can't control, you know, putting your budget over budget and all the other things. I mean, I just shake my head and think we don't learn from history and I, i'm thinking long history we don't learn from but my gosh this is this is 2008 you know how do we go back to the same habits again how did we come to this what sort of system have we created that gives power to these people i mean they're supposed to work for us not the other way around we're working for them we're like slaves i mean how is it these people who are entrusted with the money made by people like you and me who work who are, you know, we're entrusted with the money made by working people. But it ends up getting gobbled up. And we've worked so hard. We work hard. Some people have to work two or three jobs. And that's so American, right? I mean, I had to hold down three jobs in order to make my debts paid. That's true. I mean, how are we ever going to be allowed? Or how are they even allowed to have such a stranglehold on the lives of millions of people? Where were the people we elected to look after us when such a distorted, corrupted form of capitalism and, and greed and whatever was being developed? It's criminal capitalism. It's, it's uh, destructive. It's uh, disaster capitalism. It's creating disasters and making money off the disasters like COVID-19. I mean, how are they so incompetent or have they realized that they're just part of the oligarchy? And this oligarchy, like any other oligarchy, enriches them. And they're gamblers in the market. And they seem to be working and, and making it happen, even though we're told that the house always wins. I mean, the masters of the universe, they caused the crash. But they haven't changed their ways. So we're back to debating debt ceilings. We're back to debating the dollar failing. We're, we're back to debating all of this. And, and none of them are contrite for the misery they've caused. No, they're not. Have our politicians taken the necessary action to prevent another crash from happening? Hell no. 
I mean, if it happens, all the nations of the world are going to, their, their economies are going to crash. Some of them already have. Banks have already crashed. We've heard about this. I mean, there is no moral environment when it comes to the situation with the American people, the money they make and the money they get taken from. In fact, it's pathological. It is pathological. I'm, I'm realizing this. And I, I'm talking about human interaction. I'm not seeing anything like this. It's not even palpable. It's, I mean, they have no responsibility. They don't do anything. And, and, and they get away with so much. If we were to do the same thing they do, we'd be in jail. We have corrupt politics to the core. I, I'm afraid to say both parties are neck deep in trying to ruin our lives. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. You're listening to Ground Zero and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.